Wow, that song never gets old, does it? Mm -mm. Welcome to the Two Noahs podcast. Once again, I'm Noah Bunda, and here with me is my co-host and my partner in crime, Noah Doman. Hello. Hi. We are Two Noahs, friends, and we're living together, and we're here to talk to some of our more creative friends to figure out how they found their passions and turn their creative side gigs into uh, professions. So it's episode number two. Uh, we're very excited. We are... Our favorite listener, Noah's mom, did listen in. Mm -hmm. Hi, Noah's mom. Hi, mom. Um, thanks for the feedback. I love you. <laughs> thanks for all the feedback. Um, a lot of people said they liked the quality of the sound we had, and that's a nice way to say we did not like what you talked about. <laughs> so uh, at least we can we can get the audio feel audio files feel. Yes, we're and professional. At least we could at, we, at least we could get the um, the people to like the quality of the recording. Yeah, I will say though. It is the first time in my life anyone has called anything I've done professional. So it, 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 is, it is a compliment, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's not an offense. Yeah, no, no. no. We, we appreciated everyone who listened, really. Yeah. Um, we did not expect more than my mom listening. So. Yeah, my mom has no Spotify account. That, that counted her out. But my brother yeah. listened. Shout out. Hi. Hi. Um, uh, yeah, it's cool. So... It's about almost. It's almost Christmas. When mm -hmm. we're releasing the episode, it will be a week before Christmas. A week before Christmas. So everyone's probably very stressed with all their Christmas shopping. Have you done all of your Christmas shopping? Almost. Almost. There's there's a there's one special person who I still don't have a gift for. Mm, who's that person? Sitting in this room. <laughs> no. I also don't have a present for you yet. <laughs> wow. Great roommates. Yeah. I'm happy we both don't have presents for yeah, each other. Yeah, we're sharing it here. Yeah. We're, yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't want to give you something useless. Same. Yeah. Yeah. But I have some good ideas in the back of my head that I'm working out. I don't have any good ideas at this point. But, but we did um, put a gift limit. We did. How much was it? I don't remember either. I think it was like 20 bucks. 20 US dollars or 20 euros? No, euros. The good okay, currency. okay, good, okay. We're talking real money here. <laughs> <laughs> what if you buy something over 20 euros? Does it transfer over to birthday gift? No, you go to hell immediately. <laughs> you're, on, you're on Santa's uh, uh, bad boy list. Oh, or bad no. girl, bad person. Bad person list. Bad person list, yeah. yeah. And he's checking it twice. He will see it. And he won't get confused with the two Noahs. Yeah, no. Um, but uh, yeah, I think you know I'm 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 fine with being on Santa's naughty list. I deserve it. I'm not a good gift giver. So this year I'm really trying hard though. I'm making a care package for my family, and I hope they like it. Mom, I hope you like my gift. And uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think shipping though is going to be more expensive than the entire package together. Yeah, you're you're sending it to the to the states. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any gifts you're very proud of? Uh, I guess you can't talk about them yet. I could talk about them. Okay. Because I have I have not prepared a single gift for this year. Oh God, you're and a week away, man. I'm a week away. I'll, I'll probably I have no idea what to get people. I don't know who who's going to get presents, give presents to me, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I haven't figured that out. I just um, I'm spontaneous, I guess, or unorganized, mm -hmm. however you like to put it. Um, and I'll just see what happens. You know, Christmas for me is a very stressful time. Mm -hmm. There's nothing in particular that I'm stressed about, but for me, it's very hard on the mental health. So I'm just trying to take it slow. What and with buying gifts or in no, general? Just Christmas in general is very like loaded subject for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to take it slow. And I'm, maybe there's someone else out there who yeah. feels like this. And it's it can be a rough time, I guess, for some people. So just take it slow. Do do whatever you need to do for your own sanity. Yeah. And then deal with everyone else. And, and at the end of the day, it's a just relax, have enjoy your time off. That sounds like you're going to. That sounds like the the classic. Like you're depressed. Oh, just be happy instead. You know, <laughs> if you're stressed. Just be relaxed. You know, it's not just that. Relax. Just relax. Just relax. Just relax. Okay. Know? Just just relax. Come on. You know, I do know, though, for this next person, I do have a gift for them, and I'm very happy to 
give them this gift. I think it's a very nice gift. I'm not going to say it. But yeah, this next next upcoming guest for episode number two is my lovely, amazing sister, Morgan Doman. Morgan Doman is a clarity coach, and she's built her business from the ground up. And I think she has a lot of interesting things to offer and say about the whole ordeal. Okay, Morgan, let's act like you just called in, okay? And that we weren't (laughs) checking your levels. Oh my God, Morgan, it's so nice to have you on. Hi, Morgan. Oh my God, it's so nice to be here, guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, anytime. Well, just this time, but maybe maybe we can... (laughs) Maybe we can bring you back on. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to start with a like very harsh line of questioning yeah. first. Because uh, we're trying okay. to be good journalists here, mm-hmm. asking the important questions. So you called me cute in a phone call about 10 months ago. Can you please further elaborate on that sentiment? Yeah. I, I, thought, I thought you were cute. Um, obviously, the minute I found out your name was Noah, I became very unattracted to you. Um, because you know, like when it's your brother's name, it's it just makes it weird. But before I knew your name was Noah, I thought you were hot. So uh, yeah, Noah made me say that. I'm I'm uh, thank you. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, by, by the way, I just want to I want to clarify. We said this in the intro, but she is my sister. Yeah. Not Noah's. Yes. We're not in Alabama. No. no. Sweet home. <laughs> home sweet home. Well, Morgan, it's so great to have you here. Um, you know, I think, you know, kind of the gist of this podcast. Um, and you know, in the intro, we said you were a life coach. Is that correct? Or a clarity coach? That is correct. Okay. Yes. I, I am a, a life coach is a good banner for all the things that I do. Okay. But yeah. you, you weren't always a life coach, right? No, I, I was not. Yeah. What, what, no. what did you do before that? Well, I went to college and university for theater and acting, and I loved that world. And in many ways, I actually chose that because I liked the people. Like, I just thought the drama club was cool. And so I was like, you know what? Let me just hang out with these people all of college, uh, which was a great experience, and I'm very grateful. Um, And then I went to um, audition for grad schools and... (laughs) Probably in one of the most embarrassing weekends of my life, I just bombed uh, totally. And uh, but it ended up being what was right for my life because I I don't really think I would have enjoyed that career uh, that much. Um, so then I did what all lost artists do and joined the family business. <laughs> 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 and um, I um. I did that for many years and it was a very, it was an amazing learning experience in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but then about a year and a half ago, uh, or actually more like two and a half years ago, I got my coaching certification and what was supposed to really just be like an addition to my resume at the time, I, um, I fell in love with it and I realized like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And so about a year and a half ago, I, you know, left the family business and, uh, you know, went on, went out on my own as an entrepreneur. And that's what I've been doing since. That's great. That's really great. Now, you you said, you know, the family business, which I'm also involved in, and it's not just <laughs> podcasting. It's not just being part of the family. <laughs> Actually, it has yeah. nothing to do with podcasting. But um, what, what about theater? Did theater help you understand people better? That's a really good question. Yes, it did. It a few a few different things. So um, one of the things as an actor is like you always had to understand what was the underlying emotion what was the emotion underneath what the audience was seeing? Like a really good example is anger. Like when people are angry, actually usually underneath that anger is sadness, right? They've actually been hurt by something or someone. And so that kind of insight, you know, as an actor is really important to how you portray the role. But it it was always really intuitive for me. And it's also intuitive for for my coaching. Like someone will come in and tell me, oh, my God, I hate my sister. And I'm like, well, do you really? Or like, what did your sister do? And then I'll get a whole story about how your sister actually hurt your feelings and all of that. 
I um, feel like so that, that story was very specific to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do, Noah? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I, that is funny, though. Uh, I don't have a sister. I have sister-in-laws that are wonderful and amazing. They're great. But no actual love sister. Them. Yeah, we love them. Um, yeah. Um, you know, so on that point, did when when you joined the family business for that period, did that help you with understanding people, or was that more in the business side in helping you with what you do now? Well, it helped me with the business side for sure. Like I learned so much about business and you know, everything, because part of that family business, I was like uh, on the administrative side. So I know a lot about how business works and what's legal, what's not, what you need, what you don't need. Um, And I'm really grateful for that. It also really taught me to how to work with people and how to figure out how to get what I want. And I don't mean in a manipulative way. I just mean like how to work with people so that everyone ends up being happy and compromising, you know, that kind of thing. I really had to up upgrade my communication skills during that time a lot, um, you know, because that's how if you really want to see great business people, they usually have amazing communication skills. Now, when it comes to life coaching, I feel like yeah. for the vast majority of people. I mean, I wasn't really introduced to it until you started aspiring and you became one. I feel like most people think, you know, it's a it's a pyramid scheme. And I've even seen these pyramid schemes of like a life coach. Teaches, coaching a life coach, <laughs> coaching you, a life coach. Yeah, type ordeal. Yeah. So can you talk about the the certification process and what you went through? Sure. So, I mean, it's important to understand that the coaching industry has no like formal license, right? Like therapy or counseling does. Um, and because of that, it means it's it's ripe for con artists, right? It also, though, means that it's there's a low bar for entry, which means some people can get into coaching without having to go to school um, if they're you know, if they have the skills, um, which can mean like you have some really, you know, like, which means like you don't necessarily need to have a ridiculous amount of money, you know, to go back to college and stuff like that, um, which can be cool, you know, kind of like there's pros and cons, but, um, essentially like I got certified by the human potential Institute. Um, I'm currently actually getting, um, another certification from the Robbins and Moderna Institute. Um, and yeah, I mean, usually, um, (laughs) certifications, you want them to cost about five grand. (laughs) Whoa. If they cost any less, they're probably bullshit. Um, to be honest, like that's what I tell people. I'm like, if it's, if it's $200, it's not a life coaching certification um, because you need practical, um, you need practical, like, um, hands-on experience. And there's just no way that teachers can do that for $200. So, um, yeah, that's always what I say. Like, if it's too too low of an amount, it's probably not great. It's same with um, hamburgers. If you yeah. <laughs> a sub $8 hamburger is not going to be nice. Yeah, it's gonna blah, yeah, gross. Yeah. Um, Shout out to McDonald's. <laughs> so yeah, like I always say, like you, you know, you pay what you get in the coaching certification. Um, so um, yeah, and and usually most coaches have some sort of certification. Um, the exceptions is like business coaches um, because sometimes they just come from years of experience in the business world, which is I, I think completely, um, completely good. Like, I don't think there's any issue with that. Um, so yeah, or, or some highly specialized coaches, like, you know, uh, like health coaches sometimes don't have a health coaching certification. They're nutritionists and you're like, okay, who cares? Right. Like they have their experience. So really, uh, and it can be a Ponzi scheme. And, you know, one of the ways, like I usually tell people, I, I, I feel like a huge red flag actually is when coaches are telling you how much they make. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Like that's usually a not true, but B like, why are you telling people what you make? Like in what other profession are people like, Oh my God, I made $80,000 this year. Like it's, it's, it's that makes me the best photographer in the world. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like, no. And also like if, 
and then also look at like so if she made like eighty thousand dollars let's say and then you go onto her website and her one-on-one coaching is like two hundred dollars an hour start to do the math on that right like how many sessions would she have to do to make that much money Mm -hmm. um and also like uh, another huge thing is coaches that only offer like one-off sessions that's a huge red flag. Now, sometimes they'll do that and then also have packages. But I always say, like, if you have a coach that only does, like, one thing, like, one package, uh, one session, that's a huge red flag. With the exception of, like, I've seen some, uh, like, believe it or not, there's, like, beauty coaches out there or, like, stylist coaches. I need to just be beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that kind of thing's a little different but yeah i mean those are some red flags um also like do you like the person do you get a good vibe are they trying to sell you something like i i really i mean there are a few times i've reached out to people and been like oh my god i want to coach you so bad um because i just think they're so cool um but if they're like trying to push you into something at all then probably it's a no as well so yeah and and you know sometimes my friends and i do joke around like do new coaches just give money to medium coaches who then give money to the you know to the high up coaches and that is like a circle Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean sometimes it feels like that because of the world we we're in but um you know, that to me, that quickly faded away when I started to have clients that were from other like areas. Yeah. Like marketing and stuff like that. So I was wondering, you already talked a bit about it because um, I've been in therapy. I was uh, I successfully finished my therapy. Hell That's yeah. That's awesome. Uh, shout out to therapy. Yeah, you're perfect. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I'm perfect. now. I'm fixed. Finally. <laughs> um, uh, so the difference, or can you elaborate on the difference between life coaching and therapy? Because it sounds like there's a bit of an overlap, but at the same time, not an overlap. Yeah, that's a really good question. So therapy, and this is like a broad generalization. Um, every coach and every therapist can be a little different, but usually therapy deals with the past and working through the past. And usually that entails like trauma or grief and things like that. Whereas life coaching is more about what's going on in the present and what can we do in the future to enhance your life. And both are vital. Like, honestly, I love nothing more than getting a client who tells me they're also in therapy Mm -hmm. because it means that, like, I can move faster. Um, Occasionally, I can, like, I never, ever, I, I would never do therapy with anyone, but with a client that's also in therapy, we're usually moving faster because they're dealing with their traumas in other sessions, um, which can be really great. The only time they really tend to overlap is if you have a trauma um, certified life coach. They do exist. Um, and sometimes you also have therapists who also have life coaching certifications um, so that when their client's ready, they can help them, um, you know, start to really change their life. Like one of the things is coaching. We tend to get people who have just graduated from therapy as well because they're, they, they've really gone into their past. They know who they are. They've, they've, you know, come to terms with a lot of the trauma and grief and things. But now they're like, okay, but now I want to, like, actually change my life. Like, I want to actually live the career or I want to actually, um, you know, get a girlfriend who's really cool or something like that, you know. So we tend to get people at that place, too, who want to look at the present and the future and really upgrade it. So yeah, the two together are really like dynamite. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. Wow, you, you just completely sold me on life coaching. I guess. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy to send you my rates after this. <laughs> oh hell yeah. <laughs> so Morgan, you specifically are a clarity coach. Am yeah. I am I correct about that? Yes. Yes. W- what What does that mean? What do you do specifically? Who are your clients? So this was, to be, like, completely transparent, this was actually a title I gave myself. Mm-hmm. Because I realized that when I was coaching, one of my kind of superpowers was really helping people get clear on what they wanted or what they were feeling um, and really getting just down to the root cause 
and kind of getting rid of all the bullshit and just getting really clear. And so, um, and I love to do that. I do it in most sessions, actually. Um, And sometimes one of my favorite things is when a client, uh, we get to the clarity and the client doesn't want it. Like, it's scary, you know? And so maybe we'll have to wait a few weeks for that to really come to fruition. But, um, yeah, that's kind of what I do. And it's just, it's something I added on to my life coaching because I realized I was just... I really love that aspect. And when it comes to women, because that's primarily who I coach, um, often um, we have so many opinions and there's so much pressure from the outside world, it gets really hard to get clear, although this happens to men too. Um, It happens to everybody. Um, But yeah, it just, it can get so difficult. So I, I love to create like safe space for someone to just come and figure out what the actual issue is so we can figure out what to do next. So yeah, that's what that means. So do you do you work specifically with women uh, because of choice or is it just because that's who most of your clients are? That, I, I they chose me. <laughs> um, when I started coaching, I was really resistant to saying I just worked with women. In fact, I didn't. Everything was about people or, you know, um, but I just I just fell in love with working with mothers, especially. Um, and when I say mothers, I don't necessarily even mean women who have children, but also women who are creating new things like businesses. You know, I just love women in that space in their life. It's just such an incredible. I don't know. I find it so expansive and amazing to help women in that phase of their life. So that's kind of what my niche became. Like in the marketing world, that's what we would call it is like your niche. Um, And my coach said this to me and I completely agree with him. It's like your niche will find you if you just keep putting yourself out there. And that's what happened to me. Do you think you find it especially interesting to work with someone who's giving birth to another like human being or a business. Do you find that especially interesting because you also went through that process of like finding yourself, finding your niche, finding your baby, your company? Is that something that had an influence on that? Absolutely. Absolutely. It had an influence. Um, You know, when you start to like dig deep into who you are and you start to learn tools that help you up level and I know that word is like annoyingly corny but I I I just always come back to it because I just feel like it really just represents what it is um but yeah I mean I it takes it takes a lot of work on yourself to be able to create a business at least it was for me and so um that's I guess those are the people I'm passionate about helping because I know how they feel. And when you can be in a session with someone and go, I know how you feel and really mean it and be authentic about it, I think it helps them understand they're not alone. And that that alone can be life-changing for so many people. What was like the, the biggest lesson you had from like, I mean, it's a, it's a very broad question, but what is like the, the biggest thing you had to figure out when you started your business? <laughs> um how to deal with my negative emotions. Oh. Yeah, for sure. How to sit with my anger, how to sit with my sadness, how to stop kind of numbing that out. Like I I did like I I was the queen of numbing out. And I don't mean on drugs, but on mm-hmm. other things. Um, alcohol, food, um, binge watching, like anything. Like I, I just numbed everything in my life. And you can't coach if you're numb. You, you can't help people if you're numb. Like you just can't. I mean, you can for a while, but you will burn out because like you're so unreal. Yeah. So um, I had to be able to feel again. And that was really, it was just... such a life-changing experience um, to be able to just sit with something that's sad or, you know, because we're not really, you know, especially when we we grew up, like it was very much like 
no one wanted to see kids upset. And like that can't really be our ideal. Our ideal has to be that we learn to feel our emotions through to completion, not stuff them down. Absolutely. I remember talking to my therapist uh, about that. And I also binge watched a, a lot when, when I didn't feel well. And she said at some point she was like, like if you watch all these emotions from other people, that's just secondhand emotion. Uh, oh, so and, interesting. and there's so much stuff you have, like you can feel yourself and you can work through yourself. But if you just numb yourself with like, I mean, New Girl, I love it. Great show. Shout <laughs> yeah. out to New Girl. Um, but if you just watch New Girl all day, you don't have the space for your own emotions anymore and your own life. And I found that. Yeah. So I, I get that totally. Yeah, and I think it's why people, as they're starting to feel more and get more into their own life, they do just tend to step away from um, TV and, you know, watching movies so much, you know, binge watching, because they they don't want to spend their energy on, like, fictional characters anymore. And I think that makes sense. Not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just I think, you know, like, all-day binge watching can become you know, detrimental to, like you were saying, like feeling your own emotions. Yeah. yeah. And also giving you space to be a better friend. That's something that I noticed about myself as I was starting to feel better. I also started to be a better friend again. I didn't even notice that I wasn't yeah. the greatest friend anymore, but I just started to realize how, how I was more able to interact with my friends. Yeah, actually, Noah, my brother Noah, not you, Noah, <laughs> um, he's really, he's like, such a um, example of a great friend for me oh, um, and <laughs> and that I, I totally agree with you that I also had to up my friend game because as you start to like feel things you know I think it's the human the human need for community is real and I think if COVID has taught us anything it's that community is so vital and, and having your people around you, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I totally, totally understand that. Shout out to Noah. He's a great yeah, fan. Yeah, shout out to Noah. He's such yeah, a good shout friend. Shout out to yeah. community. And to community. <laughs> Not the Not show. Not the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also a great show. Yeah, a yeah, good show. Yeah, it is a good show. Yeah. <laughs> so I think now would be a nice time to take a little break. Um, Actually, perfect time to take a little break. I'm looking at the time right now. So, um, yeah, this is where one day we will put our sponsored ads coming to you right now. now. So, Noah, this is a little segment where we interview each other. Oh, I like <laughs> yeah. it. And, you know, I want to ask you, did you, did you ever go to university? Uh, I did study um, geology for a bit. Oh, geology, really? Yeah. <laughs> so can you name your three favorite rocks? Uh, definitely. Uh, I guess it was um, Kid Rock, Chris Rock, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, my favorite rock. <laughs> That's amazing. Thanks, Noah. Thanks for this great interview. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Talk to you soon. We're back to the show. Morgan, are you here? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about rocks? Yeah. Did you did you like that terrible skit? I did. I thought it was hilarious. I did laugh at did the Did it Chris rock, rock your thing. world? <laughs> it did. It did. It did. We're now becoming a purely rock pun podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I don't I don't know much about rocks. Um so I'm going to sustain from answering what my favorite rock That's is. That's a solid so. choice. Almost yeah. as solid as granite. <laughs> I love that you study geology. Uh, a lot of people, myself including, uh, mistook it for the other one. What is the other one? Geography. Geography, right? Uh, it was so funny. you started an entire university major based on... I'm not looking it up in the dictionary. I wasn't the only one. I wasn't the only one. There was like 10 people, and we were all sitting through the, the, the classes. And at some point in uh, Earth One, uh, my favorite class, oh Earth my One, God. Uh, a lot of people were like, man, I, we really should have studied geography. And I was like, yeah, same. But we all just wanted to wear cargo shirts and go out and, and then collect shit. That's funny. Sorry so for saying shit. Earth, 
can we go back to Earth One? Because that sounds <laughs> like Elon M- Musk's like new Tesla or something. Yeah, the Earth Doesn't One, it, or like the the name of his next child, like. <laughs> <laughs> Earth one, yeah. What's his current X Ash A twelve? Yeah, some kind of it's messed up like thing. That. Yeah, I'm like yeah. that kid's gonna. Uh-uh. It's more like a barcode. You can scan it with a barcode scanner. Yeah, it's not a yeah. kid. It's a barcode. <laughs> Shout so, out Elon. Yeah, this is a new segment we we do on the podcast where we make fun of a small child. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, you'd probably get very popular. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Earth One was great. I, I did stop going to Earth One after a month. Uh, yeah. Rest in peace, Earth One. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> it's it's over anyway soon. Who are we kidding? So so what were we talking about before that amazing segment? Maybe you can we can go a bit more into your uh, coaching skills. Maybe you can explain us what a coaching session would be like, how it would start off. Yeah. So um, coaching. Um, Although there are many different kind of styles, most styles are kind of based off of the two tools, two skills, active listening and questioning. We use questions to really get down to the heart of things, right? To guide a client to um, the resolution or aha moment. Um, we do give resources, but usually tends to be at the end. Um, it tends to be um, only when asked by the client because at least my philosophy is that my clients already have everything they need to get to where they want to go. I'm just here to kind of help them get rid of <clears throat> like all the fluff and all the BS. Um, so I always, I, I'm a client-led coach, um, and of course, there are other types, but that's that's kind of the basis. And usually, um, sessions start off with the problem, and then we kind of get down to the root of that problem, create a solution, and then I always end off every session with action steps. That's definitely maybe um, a difference between coaching and therapy. Like, it's pretty rare you'll leave a coaching session without like a homework or a task to do Mm -hmm. because we like to make things practical right like we want to we want you to actually be changing your life and and impacting it and so to do that you need practical stuff and 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 you know so sometimes it'll you'll start off with some sort of like accident like some crazy question like um you know what am i doing with my life and then, you know, in an hour, the the action step is simply to start reading 10 minutes a day so that you start to learn about other options, right? So it can, it can kind of be crazy how it goes from something big to something really, really specific. And how, how, many, how many sessions do you usually do with a client? It really depends on what a client is coming to me for. Um, There are clients that I have that I would just say, like, I'm their coach in life and they don't really have an end date to their contracts with me. Um, And it really depends on what they're doing. Like, some clients where, you know, they have a business and they want to coach, you know, coaching them constantly so that they're, you know, constantly getting better and improving, then then I can be indefinitely their coach. Which is such an honor, I have to say, such an honor. Um, and then some people, it's like three months. I, I rarely will allow for less than three months unless it's like a special package. Um, because I, I really believe like we got to work together to really see change. You know, it's like going to one therapy session, like it's not really going to do much. Uh, the same goes for coaching, which is why I always say a red flag with coaches is if they only offer one session. So if you had a client coming in now, like we already said, talked about it in the intro, Noah and I, Christmas is like a big thing for a lot of people where they feel uncomfortable. Where would you start out? in the like, Because it's going from something big to something small. Would you kind of like trying to figure out why Christmas makes them uncomfortable and find a way to deal with it? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you know, tell me about your experiences with Christmas. Is there something in particular you really hate? You know, those kinds of questions like... Um, is it, you know, like what, one of the common ones I have is like, um, people have, you know, eating choices that make them feel good, but during the holiday season, 
they're kind of like foreseed foods that make them feel bad. And, you know, it's like, how can we deal with that feeling of being forced, right? How can we start to say no? How can we, what, what kind of strategies can we have so that you don't have to say no, right? <laughs> um, things like that, because, you know, something that happens when you start to like really enjoy your life is you no longer want to feel like crap, you know, um, you really start to have a higher bar for that kind of thing. So that, that for me and a lot of my clients, it's dealing with that, you know? Um, and I don't know, some strategies that I always like are like, um, tell the host ahead of time what your, you know, eating strategies are. Um, so they're like aware because sometimes hosts are blindsided and that's also kind of unfair. Um, bring a dish you can eat or you want to eat. Um, so you're not putting like extra burden on the host. Um, and also sometimes like, um, I always find grandmothers are the absolute hardest. (laughs) Um, so sometimes if there's a specific person that does a lot of the pressuring, maybe take them aside before the party and explain the situation. Um, you know, so that they, they're kind of like on your side, but it's not, it doesn't have to be like a public thing. Um, I find that just dealing with these things privately sometimes are just like the best way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and explaining to someone, you know, that can be really powerful. Like go to your grandmother and say, you know, grandma, like, I know you really want me to try your X, Y, and Z, but I want you to know, like, I'm really lactose intolerant. It makes me feel really sick and I love you so much and I'm always so appreciative, but I really can't eat it. So this year, can you not, you know, encourage me, please? Can you help me? Like sometimes it's a really good strategy to enlist them to help you. Um, and they kind of get on your side. It's not always that way, but those are just some strategies. Cause also we can like build it up worse in our mind. Um, yeah. Make it a bigger deal than it is for the yeah, people. They're right. just like, okay, fine. Oh, fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to eat pudding. You don't have to eat pudding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and also to just understand too, that for some people feeding others is, is an act of love. And so to have really great like a maternal for act. That, yeah. 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 I mean, it, 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 it can feel, um, you know, you don't want to be disrespectful because they want to show you love and that's how they do it. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's why I really always say like, have a lot of respect for them and what they're doing and stuff. Yeah, what you, what you just said with the grandma really reminded me of my grandma. Um, she passed away this year. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, but she she always said like she always she loved to cook, and uh, one of the things I I was vegetarian for a while, and I'm now being half half vegetarian, I guess. And half uh, yeah, vegetarian. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm flexible on that now. But You're she, a flexitarian. I'm flexitarian. More vegetarian. <laughs> I wouldn't cook meat at home, but no one cares listening to this right now. But. Um, <laughs> So, so my grandma always said, like, when she cooked something and I asked her, like, is, is there any meat in there? And she would be like, no, no, no. And I was like, but it tastes like it. And she was like, oh, that's just a bit of bacon. It's just for the taste. It's it's not. Oh. It's not. And I, I love that. When she said, like, oh, no, it's just for the taste. It's not meat. It's just bacon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. So, so yeah. Morgan, um, if, if it's okay, if Noah Bunde over here were to buy your services mm-hmm. and have his first session. Yeah. What, what would the what would the experience be like? Could could we get a little tidbit of that? Or sure. So, do we have to pay you right now? <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, you're good. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, neither of you could afford me. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> probably true. Yeah, I'm kidding. No, it's probably not true. Um, anyway, uh, so the first thing I always do in my first sessions actually is is set agreements. So, what does someone need to feel comfortable, you know, in a session with me? Some of them are the same for everybody, like confidentiality, right? So, like, um everything you say to me is 100% confidential. It's mm-hmm. their story, so they can take it wherever they want. But from my point of view, like, it ends with me. Um, so that's the first thing. I always like to say, like, we can have fun. Like, we don't have to be so serious all the time. I also like to kind of encourage my clients to 
tell me what's going on in their life. Like a client will come in and be like, I want to talk about um, my organization. And then we'll start talking and then I'll find out like 20 minutes before the session, they had a huge fight with their husband. And I'm like, okay, like who cares about organization when you're feeling all these feelings, right? So that kind of openness. So, and then anything they may need, you know? So I'll ask, you know, what do you need in my sessions to feel comfortable? And so, you know, I don't know, do you guys have any, anything you would need? So yeah, why not? Let's try this. So uh, I'm a bit scared of Christmas because it's going to be the first Christmas without my grandma. Um, and Christmas was always a bit tense for me. And I've also lost some other people this year. Not They're, mm -hmm. they're not dead. They're just not around anymore. And mm. I spent Christmas with them too. So I'm a bit weirded out by Christmas, I guess. And the whole idea of the past Christmas and the coming Christmas. Okay, so you're having all of these... So you so Christmas kind of weirds you out now that it's changing for you, right? Like your mm -hmm. grandma's not here and other people that were important to you. Yeah, absolutely. Is that right? Okay. So um, how does that make you feel? It makes me sad mostly because it's mm -hmm. like I'm, and I was never a big Christmas fan, but now it's like the parts that I did enjoy about Christmas aren't there and I'm scared that this will be even worse than before. Yeah, that makes total sense. So you're feeling sad about Christmas and... Where in your body do you feel the sadness? In my chest. It's like like yeah. a giant is sitting on my chest. Oh, yeah. So I would just invite you for a second to, you can even put your hand on your chest and close your eyes. Mm -hmm. Take a deep breath in and just see what, what messages may be coming up for you in that sadness. I miss them. You miss like them. all these people. So is there a way like with these people like that you could honor them maybe? Mm, yeah, I think my grandma always liked good food for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Um, so maybe this year I'll be half vegetarian for her too. No, I enjoy a bit of the roast. <laughs> add bacon to add, things. Add bacon to things uh, and just have some decorations up. That's what other people oh, yeah. cared about, like Christmas decorations. And so, you know, you're talking about your grandma and what she cares about and what other people like. But what do you like about Christmas? The communal effect, the being mm. together with people you like yeah. and enjoy being around. Yeah. So who do you like being around? <laughs> Friends, Noah. <laughs> Stop it. Um, <laughs> My family, I guess. It it was a yeah. difficult like time, but yeah. I really grown to appreciate my brother a lot and my mom for her will to change. So mm. So do you have any plans to be with these people? Yeah, I'll be I'll be spending the twenty fourth, which in Germany is Christmas. Mm -hmm. Uh with Noah, the day at least, definitely. Yeah. And in the evening I'll probably meet my mom and my brother and have dinner with them. Great. So <laughs> I, I just to, I'm gonna come out of uh, coaching you for a second yeah. and just say usually I'd ask um, before I'd go into this kind of long questions is like what do you want to get out of this session mm -hmm. which for me as a coach is a really important because I at this point like I if I don't if I haven't asked you that question um, I I don't know how to like I don't know where to go right because yeah. I don't know what's important to you yeah what's the goal. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I would do at this point. Say, so, you know, what would you like to decide on now then, you know, maybe or something like that. Yeah. Um, I think we take that part of the interview on Patreon. Just kidding. We don't have Patreon yet. Um, but thanks for giving me, giving us a taste of, of what it would be like. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. I'm glad yeah, you did. That was really nice. I have to say yeah. I had one therapist that was horrible. Uh, I had yeah. the worst time ever. I was never that uncomfortable in my life. And I guess oh uh, what I'm, what I can, like my personal experience, my advice would be if you try therapy or life coaching and you don't feel comfortable with a person, that can happen. But that doesn't mean that you should give up, give up on the goal or on the big picture. That just means you maybe you need to find someone else if it doesn't work out. And that's fine. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. I, I hear that a lot about therapy, especially um, because like here in the U.S., some insurances pay for therapy. Um, so they're like with life coaching, 
there's a financial like decision there too, which usually means people do honestly like a little bit more due diligence I find. Mm-hmm. Um, but since in, therapy is free in the US or can be, can be, um, a lot of people don't. So I really, I have to totally agree with you. If your first therapist or life coach isn't for you, go to someone else. Like it's probably not you, it's them. Yeah. Same with so, the car mechanic. You guys just don't click. Yeah. Yeah. If <laughs> yeah. it doesn't work out, it's fine to, to move on and find yeah. someone else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think this is a very inappropriate time to now play a little game with you, Morgan. Sounds fun. Let's was do it. Was that a good transition? That's, that was a great I segue. Loved it. <laughs> yeah. This is the segment you're going to need a pen and paper for. Okay. Listeners at home can also join. Uh, they're most welcome to join. Yes, please do. So it's not really a game. It's not fun. It's just uh, I thought, like, this is weird. I, I heard about this. Uh, it's a little game or like a line of questions that I heard on an interview from Robbie Williams, not the actor, mm-hmm. the pop star. <laughs> um, the game is um, a line of questions um, about a situation. And that's just Noah. And afterwards, you'll find out what your answers to the questions mean. And okay. it's a game Robbie Williams Robbie Williams did on a radio show once, uh, and I wrote it down in 2012. Um, I still have it here. I have not looked at the answers, what they mean, and it's been a long time since I did the game, so I don't really remember it. It's probably a bit <laughs> weird and whack, because it's Robbie Williams, and he's not known to be a great life coach or therapist or anything. He just writes a couple of good songs, I guess. Um, <laughs> and that's the disclaimer. It's not a story, but it's a sorry for the questions, so... Um, we're going to write down the questions. I'm asking them. We write them down, and then we can maybe um, talk about them after what they mean, what we wrote down, if we feel comfortable. Cool. Sharing. Okay. Are you ready, so Morgan? So don't verbally answer. Just answer on my paper. Yeah, and then we saying. go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. First question. So you're walking in the woods. Who are you walking with? You see an animal. What kind of animal is it? What interaction takes place between you and your animal? You now walk... Wait, wait, wait. Oh. I'm, right, I'm a slow writer. My pen's not very good. It's a very big interaction. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. <laughs> you walk deeper into the woods. You now see a clearing. Before you is a dream house. Describe its size. Is your dream house open or is it surrounded by a fence? You now enter the house. You walk into the dining area and see the dining room table. Describe what you see on and around the table. You exit the house through the back door. Lying in the grass is a cup. What material is the cup made of? Cup? Yeah, the cup. What do you do with the cup? You walk to the edge of the property, where you find yourself standing at the edge of a body of water. What type of body of water is it? And the last question, how will you cross the water? Okay. I did it. I did it too. I did it too. Yay. We're so <laughs> we all active. did it. We all now did moving it. on. Now <laughs> moving on. The results next week. Um, no, we can start if you want to. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm happy to share. I didn't write anything controversial. Okay. Just uh, about the, we don't have to dox anyone, so I'm not going to say the name of the person I was uh, walking with. Okay. You are free to do if you want to, but you don't have to. Um, I said Morgan. Morgan Doman. Aww. Morgan Doman. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like you'd be a good person to walk in the woods with. We've, we've gone on wooded walks. Yeah, I like a good wood walk. Yeah, good wood yeah. walk. Who are you walking with? I actually said alone with spirit guides. <laughs> I'm, I'm offended like that. that you didn't write me. <laughs> okay, I, I'm walking with Noah. <laughs> oh, which one? Is, she, is she allowed to change the answers? <laughs> of course. Because um, I didn't give the solution yet. Um, I'm but not going which to say. Noah? You yeah. guys are different. Exactly. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what I wrote down, but I'm going to tell you what the answer is. Um, mm-hmm. The person who you said you're walking with is the most important person in your life. Oh, wait, Morgan said no one. <laughs> no, that means oh, herself because no. she's with herself. Oh, my God. Oh, Narcissist. man, nailed it. <laughs> she nailed it. Fuck yes. Number two, what did you put? What's the animal that you were seeing? I said a squirrel. Squirrel? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I said a bear. Ooh. Ooh. I yeah. said a fox. Ooh. 
So the size of the animal is representable of the size of your problems or struggles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to say size of your penis. <laughs> that too. Oh, no. <laughs> In this case, it's totally correct, all of ours. Do, yeah, I guess we'll move on and not discuss that in any more depth. <laughs> we don't have to. Um, the next question was, what did you do to the animal with the animal? I, I said, make cute noises and it runs away <laughs> i said a nod between us we a just nod. nodded at each other uh-huh I, yeah. I i i i patted it i i stroked it a bit the fox <laughs> it's it's my Again, imagination is that what she said yeah, <laughs> that's what now. she said uh, what does the fox say um the severity of the interaction you have is representable of how you deal with your problems Wait, what? Wait, say that again? The severity of the interaction you have is representative of how you deal with your problems. <laughs> I make cute noises. <laughs> that sounds like you, Noah. It does. I don't even know. Does this mine mean I just look at my problems and just nod at them? Like, you, you accept them. You, yeah. No. Yours is oh. so deep. I'm so happy with how this turns out. <laughs> what do you do? You just pet them? I just pet them. <laughs> <laughs> The next question was, um, is the house... Oh, there's a house, right? Yeah. yeah is there... F what size no, no. of it? Yeah, what size quiet. is it? And how does it look? I said small and quaint. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I said... Okay, I kind of misunderstood this. I thought you meant, like, in your dream, what kind of house would you have? Oh, that could be it. It's a dream, after uh, all. Okay, so it's, like, a huge-looking, like, wooden house, but kind of looks like a tree with, like, whomping willow and stuff. Ooh, oh, that's beautiful. That's very yeah. descriptive. Yeah. Mine, yeah. I, I wrote down, decent-sized, four bedrooms, two stories. I hate you. That's <laughs> <laughs> so German. I was just going to say that. Like, wow, that's, like, so detailed. You have the floor plan ready. <laughs> the floor plan ready. I'm ready to move in. Um, the size of your dream house is representative of your ambition to resolve your problems. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, fences, guys? You fence, guys? Open. No mm. fence. Open. 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 No fence. No fence. I have a fence. Oh, God. Oh, uh, that makes sense for you. <laughs> no, kidding. I don't know. No fences indicate an open personality. People are welcome mm. all the time. The presence of a fence... Uh, this is my handwriting from eight years ago, is more indication of a dosed per no, close personality. <laughs> you prefer people to not drop by unannounced. So you like you guys like visitors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, Morgan, like do you visitor. like visitors? I, I do. I do. As I've gotten older, I've liked visitors more. Mm -hmm. You know, I like being with we, people. We had a very open door policy as kids. That's nice. Yeah, no, maybe too much. Like there yeah, would just like be lot. random people walking in all like, the time. <laughs> yeah. Next, we walked into your houses mm -hmm. uh, and we looked at the dining room area and the table. What was on your tables? I said a, I said a, a teacup, and you said the surroundings. I don't know how to describe them. You know the walls that there's like it's it's the nice things. It's like a side panel on the walls, and mm -hmm. there's like a little stick in it. What are, what's that called? Is that called ship, shiplap? Ooh, is, I, I would not have known that word. <laughs> okay, so I, I saw know, teacups and yeah. those things. Uh -huh. Teacups? Yeah, That's teacups bizarre. on the table. Okay. I, oh, okay. I said um, beautiful woodsy artwork, a big window looking out onto like the property, and a cool chandelier. Mm -hmm. Anything else on the table? No. Okay. Just like bare table. Okay, nice. Um, so, if your answer... Oh, I should say mine first. Uh, I have breakfast coffee mugs and flowers on my table. <laughs> I'm a messy person. I see. I mean, that makes sense. So, so what do, what's, what's the meaning of all of this? Yeah, if your answer did not include food, flowers, or people, you are unhappy. Oh, <laughs> this is awkward. Oh, <laughs> kind no. of right, because you were doing so well before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, just kidding. This I was just giving not... that much time to really describe, so I just put the two. Mm -hmm. the... There's of course flowers on your table. <laughs> no, I'm not a big flower person. You know, me. I am. <laughs> I tr almost killed your plant. Yeah, you just didn't water it for three weeks. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I didn't know. Plants gonna drink, you know. <laughs> anyway, back to the game. Um, what happened? We talked about the table. 
Um, no, we, we walked out. What's the type of cup? Oh, yeah, we walked out of our house. Um, what kind of cup was it that you saw there? I saw, I saw a porcelain cup. I saw like a one of those beautiful like pottery ones that's like I I think I saw it because I really want one, mm-hmm. like you know like those ones that are like me oh they're so cool. I know it's just it's like so like twenty nine year old white girl who wants that. Like, <laughs> I love so, it. So, but I, love I really it. do want it. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down, do you know these uh, cups that you can, there's like a system in Germany now where you can go to a coffee shop and get a coffee in a reusable plastic cup that you can bring back? Uh, One of those. I forgot the name of the company. They're really good. They're like a euro. Shout out to whatever that company is. Shout out to that company. (laughs) I wrote that down. Um, Okay. What does it mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? The durability of the material of which the cup's made is representable of the perceived relationship with the person from number one question. Oh, I like that. Styrofoam oh, wow. and plastic paper cups are non-durable. <laughs> uh, I said porcelain, Morgan. Yeah. And this says, oh no, styrofoam and paper are non-durable. Um, oh. Plastics and the other word I can't read are durable. So the durability of the material. Wait, por- porcelain is durable, right? Yeah. Yeah, very. Yeah. Very nice. Plastic I mean, it- also. <laughs> A bit more durable than we like. Look at the ocean. <laughs> For F's sake. Um, yeah. Great. Aw, Noah. Yeah, Aww. that's so sweet. <laughs> but I'm, I, this next answer I'm going to give is not, I know it's not going to go well. What did you do with the cup? I kicked it. You kicked it. <laughs> what did you do, Morgan? I drank coffee from it. Okay. What, what did you do with the cup? I put it on the table. Oh, why did I kick it? It was just an immediate reaction. <laughs> well, that's you. That's just you. So... <laughs> Wait, what is the meaning? Well, the disposition with the cup is representable of your attitude towards the person in number one. <laughs> you kicked your sister in... No. Honestly, it wouldn't be the first time. So well, that's is not an option. <laughs> so in this case, I'm drinking coffee from myself. You're drinking your own water? I'm, I'm drinking my own substance. I, uh, that, yeah, maybe there's a deeper <laughs> meaning to it. I just put it on the table. Let's hope not. <laughs> oh, I put it on the table. I put the person on a pedestal. Whatever. Going back to question number nine, <laughs> where we walk to the body of water. What's the mm. size of the body of water? Mm, small lake. Oh, I said a large lake. Oh, no. I also said large lake. Oh. So the size of the body of water is representative of the size of your sexual desire. <laughs> <laughs> True. It's taken I a weird to, turn I, here I, now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, coming up to the final question. How did you get across the body of water? I, I walked around. <laughs> That's so... I, I swam. I also swam. Come on. I, look, I know both of you guys. And I know you, you both would them. not swim across a giant lake. I, I did. I was, all summer I went to lakes. That doesn't mean you swam across a giant lake. How big are we talking I here? did. Ask Daniel. We went to a lake somewhere where dark, the TV show was shot, and I, we swam together across the lake to the other side. We enjoyed it's it. name drop. <laughs> Shout out Daniel, I guess. Um, <laughs> no, I meant dark. Oh, dark. <laughs> also Daniel. Daniel's a great So, guy. the solution. Oh, wait. What did you write? Oh, you, you, we she said, oh yeah, she said also swimming. Are we both swimming? Yeah. How wet you get in crossing the water is predictive of the rela- relative importance of your sexual life. <laughs> so wait, the wetter, <laughs> the more important? Go? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's Robin Williams. Noah, he is a sexual person. Noah does not get wet. Noah does not get wet. It's the <laughs> fastest way around the lake. <laughs> Is it? Is it? I mean, I'm assuming my walking is faster than my swimming, but maybe I'm wrong. Also, your lake is tiny, so... Yeah, who doesn't doesn't care? (laughs) Now, if we could just replace all of, like, problems with penis this entire time, this game would be a good good game. Yeah. Yeah, we can play it with the penis in seven, eight years. (laughs) Wow. Did this this, uh, game uh, give you a lot of insight, Morgan? (laughs) <laughs> um, honestly, so much insight. I think I'm going to be doing this with every single client coming <laughs> up this week. <laughs> I'm going to stop their sessions and say, no, 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 let's do this. <laughs> and, and people thought Robbie Williams was just a great singer. Who knew? Yeah, who Some knew? people. Who knew? No one in the States, definitely. No, he's, he's never made it big. States. Yeah. Sorry, oh, Robbie Williams. He's, yeah. 
Awkward. I know. We're slowly approaching the end, though, but do you have any uh, advice you'd like to share, like, in general or in regards to finding your passion calling or how to start a change in your life? Mm. I guess for me, it would just be, um, you know, life is, we, we do own our own life. And if you can take 100% responsibility for your life and your body and your yourself, um, that can really be the beginning of so much change. And so that's what I would just say is like, do you take responsibility um, and are you committed to to changing things? Because you, you do have the power. Um, and for some people, it's a little it's a little things. And for some people, it's the big things. But either way, like, go for it, do it. Um, and most importantly, my biggest piece of advice is really just follow me on Instagram. That's what I would. <laughs> Actually, I would, that's a, that was the next point. Yeah, we perfect timing. You. But I just want to say that was a great, great advice, and uh, you rock. Oh, thanks, Noah. Number two. I'm sorry. I, I have oh. to call you Noah number two because you know number Noah number one was like the first one in my life, and you're number two in my life. So that makes complete sense. I don't take any offense. <laughs> But I, I like to think of like the first is the worst, the second is the best. Did it's you like have the that pancakes, one? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So don't worry. I don't know. I'm fine. So Morgan, do you, where, where can people find you? Here, we're giving you your spot to, to plug your stuff. <laughs> okay, well, um, you can find me on Instagram at morgan.doman. Um, that's pretty much my hub for, for things and for for all the stuff that I talk about and do. And um you can also find my website, morgandoman.com, if you want to work with me. Uh, I, yeah, I love what I do. And if you want to love what you do, too, contact me. That's so beautiful. Thank you for being Aww, on, Morgan. Thanks. <laughs> oh, thanks for having me, guys. It means the world. I love you guys so much. Yeah, I love you, too. <laughs> oh, Hugs and kisses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's funny, you can hear me breathe while I recorded the guitar. Really? It wasn't, yeah, the, the placement of the mic wasn't ideal. Wait. I don't hear it. You don't hear it? No. I think it's one I of those things it. that it's like, you know, but no one else knows. If anyone else heard me breathing, please feel free to drop us a DM on Instagram. <laughs> just I just want to know if I'm the only one hearing my breathing. It's a bit upsetting. But the yeah. next time I'll place the mics differently and it'll sound better. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, this outro was my responsibility, but I totally forgot. Anyway. It happened to me last week, too, so it's okay, fine. Okay, we both did it. Nice. Yeah. Um, Noah, I, I really feel like this episode, I feel empowered. Me, too. I really enjoy talking to, to Morgan. Yeah, she's a great sister. Yeah. Really great sister. I, I, I love her with my whole heart. And that's yeah. not sarcastic. I know most of the things I say sound sarcastic, but that's not. I really love her a lot. I hope she listens to this outro, but it would be weird if she listened to the episode that she's on. Anyway, yeah, I love her. Yeah. I hope you didn't mind the this episode might be a bit longer, but we did play a long game. Mm-hmm. Um, but we hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, it's Christmas. It's almost Christmas now. Almost Christmas. Stressful time. Get all your shopping done. Drink a cup of tea. Don't do all the crazy stuff. Just take it one step at a time, one thing yeah. at a time. Try to have a good time. Spend Christmas with your loved ones, the people you care about. And, uh, yeah, save the fighting for another day. Just have a good time, I guess. <laughs> save it for Thanksgiving. Save it for Thanksgiving. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't make any sense to our European yeah. listeners. I'm just going to say our next episode is uh, the recording dates and the booking is part of Noah's job. So <laughs> the next guest will probably be a photographer. Yeah, look, <clears throat> I'm not the best at what I do, but I do it. But together, we're the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> we're the best podcast with a number and a name in it. Yeah, it's really Actually, don't, don't fact check me on that. There's probably way better ones. Probably. But we do it with a lot of love. Yes. And that's what what's most important. And you know what? We we love doing this and 
we're just happy that some people enjoy listening to it and thank you thank you so much Noah do you want to do you want to um, do the the outro thingy oh, of course yeah sure. <laughs> nice uh, that's it for now Wow, that sounds so scripted now, but <laughs> let's just say that's it for now. We hope you had a great time. If uh, you know anyone that wants to be on the podcast and would fit, just let us know. We're on Instagram. You can follow us. You can click the subscribe thing on add Spotify. Add to Noah's. Add to Noah's. Um, we hope you had a great time here, and we hope to see you soon again. And for now, um, this is to Noah's. Stay safe, stay warm, and stay healthy. Mwah. Berlin Techno Burkheim. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super Techno Super. I'm going to mute this part. No. <laughs> it sounds so creepy. Can you play something that's not so creepy? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>